excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Christian Apostolic Center podcast. This is a podcast where a body of born-again believers are committed to the cause of Jesus Christ. I'm your show host here again, Alex Spooner, and with me, once again, I almost don't even need to introduce you, Pastor Brian Spooner of CAC. Pastor, thanks for coming on once again. Man, we're glad to be here. I'm excited about uh, continuing talking about the applications of holiness. Absolutely. If you've been following along with the podcast for any length of time, you know that we've been diving into this uh, intense topic, so no more words needed. Just stay tuned and listen in. Well, we're welcome. We welcome all of our listeners and watchers back once again to another episode here. Everybody out there in Facebook land, CAC podcast. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Hope trust everyone's night went well. Let's just do a quick shout out and throwback to the uh, incredible job that we, um, the incredible event that we held here at Christian Episodic Center this last Sunday. That was the Chili Cookoff. Oh yeah, Chili Cookoff Family Fall Fest. You know, and I, I still I don't know if anyone else is bothered by this, but Brother Keith, he. You know, all the way down from from Alabama, he taught all of us how to make chili, and that's pretty incredible. I'm really happy he won. I'm also motivated. I might actually enter a chili myself next year. I'm not sure. Uh, don't hold me to that. But I was really happy to see Brother Jake not win once again. Um, people like close. him need to be humbled. It was um, close. It was close. What about Mr. Producer? Are you going to uh, maybe <laughs> throw a chili in there next year? You get your get put your name in the hat. I don't think so. No, no. no. You now like now hold on. You were. You were very adamant that there were, you were a very picky chili eater. Yeah, so maybe you ought to make one yourself next next year and throw up for judgment. Might have to know. <laughs> Might have to know. Would, would you make a spicy chili or would you oh, make? Yeah. Now, talking to Brother Jake, there wasn't a lot of spicy chilies. No, no, I don't think so. There wasn't a lot of spicy chilies. There were some. I think the one who won, I thought was spicy. I think I think Keith's was spicy. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think what why brother Keith won it, it, it's a Swiss Army knife dish. He told me in the line, uh, his was gone by the time I got up there, but he said it could go on a chili dog on a hot a hot dog. So I really think that was the main thing. People realized this was a multi use. It's like ketchup. I mean, you could put it on anything, a cheese. Maybe I'm wrong there. But whatever it was, whatever it, it was, it scored enough points. So yeah. he he won he won, and he's a new all the way from Alabama. Kind of a newcomer here to the church, and uh, you know, I was glad to see him win, setting the bar a little higher. And incredible. We'll be gunning for him next year. That's incredible. Well, we're going to dive back in um, to our topic that we've been talking about, and that is practical applications of holiness. We've been obviously on the holiness segment for several weeks now. We, we trust and hope, pray that everyone has been blessed by what we've been talking about, um, the biblical principles that we've been breaking down. Uh, I know that we've been blessed here in studio, and again, trusting that the Lord's been dealing and leading with um, all those that have been able to come across this information. Uh, I want to do a quick recap as far as where we're going again. Last week, we jumped into the practical applications of holiness, personal holiness. Uh, we started with basic Christian livings. Last week, I believe it was, we talked about attitudes, attitudes of yes, holiness. Yes, we covered attitudes. Right. And really, at the at the end of the day, uh, the, the line was drawn in the sand as you went to Paul he lists all kinds of different things. He even goes to the, the extent of if you die for Christ, if, if you have not love, it's for nothing. And you you we uh, you applied that with holiness as well. If, if we're doing all the do's, the applications, the practical applications, um, outwardly or inwardly, whatever it might be, however that is applied as far as personal holiness, again, that holiness covers a whole uh, wide range of areas. But 
if your heart's not right, if, if it's not out of love, it's not of a pure motive, then it doesn't really matter anyway. And obviously, uh, I, I know right. that's definitely that's definitely true. Today, we're going to jump into, as far as a specific area of practication, um, practical application, excuse me, I just combined those two words, is the I. Holiness of the I. What, what does that even mean? If you could kind of, I mean, you know, give us a direction where we're going tonight. Well, the, <clears throat> the Lord said in Matthew chapter 6, he said, the light of the body is the eye. And he said, if the, if the eye is single, then the whole body is full of light. He said, if the eye be evil, then the body is full of darkness. And he said, the Lord said, if the light that is individual is actually darkness, then how great is the darkness of that body? Hmm. And so we understand that the Lord gives us some uh, very important, uh, I don't want to say detail, but he gives a very important charge that the eye is very, very important. It is the light of the body. And in that, uh, in that text, the Greek for if your eye be single, that means if it's, if so it's, it's, simple, if it's, if whole. it's, if it's whole, if mm. it's clear, and if it's evil, it means it's wicked or it's diseased. Well, the way that something can be whole is if it's wholesome. If something is diseased, it means there is there is a there's a, a foreign object that is in the body. And okay. so from an eye being single or being whole, that means the eye needs to be wholesome. There needs to be wholesome focus of the eye. If the eye is focused on things that are diseased, and of course that disease to the to the born again believer would be ungodly. Sinful. Now, for all the young, I, obviously, I know that word wholesome is probably known by most, but just for I, first for me and, and for some other, maybe the younger generation, what is wholesome? When you oh, say wholesome, what does that entail? It's complete, pure. Okay, pure. Uh, yep, pure. Something wholesome is complete. Um, it's not lacking. Right. And, of course, when you're talking about the born-again believer, uh, if we want to be wholesome, we want to be pure, not lacking, then we're our focus is Christ. Okay. The righteousness. Yep, okay. Our focus is Christ. Um, the... The eye has been said by many that the eye is the gateway to the soul. It is uh, the primary source of input to the body. Man, that's the very eye, true. The eye is the primary source of input into our soul. It's the light. It's the gateway to the soul. So my mind gets more inputted into it through my eyes than anything else. That's very true. Uh, psychologists have said... Uh, that 90% of all of our thought life is stimulated by what we see. And that agrees with what Jesus said. Jesus said the condition of the eye uh, dictates, determines the condition of the body as a whole. Hmm. So psychologists say that 90% of all of our thought life comes out of what we, comes from or is stimulated by what we see. And that agrees, that, that science agrees with what Jesus said, which was, the condition of the eye determines the condition of the body as a whole. Right. And, well, and then you look at, obviously, the scripture talking about um, all that's in the world is lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes. That is one of, that's one life. major source of temptation in the scripture Absolutely. is the lust of the eyes. Yep. Temptation is the first step towards sin. Um, James said that a man, every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So temptation is the first step towards sin. The Bible said that Eve... Uh, saw, she saw the fruit was good for that food. Was pleasant yeah. to yeah, pleasant to her eyes. She 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 took of it, 
Uh, Achan is in Scripture. Achan said, uh, Achan, in, he intended to obey. I believe Achan intended to obey the, the mandate of Joshua and the Lord to not take of anything from the, from the people of Ai. But the Bible when said, saw, Achan said, when I saw the goodly garment, he said, I coveted it. So when I saw it, I then coveted it. Very popular story, David. I David, mean, I know you're going David and Bathsheba, yeah. The Bible said that he saw a woman washing herself, and she was beautiful to look upon. It's been said you can't un, you can't unsee can't unsee what you've seen, and it, then it, you know that thing can create uh, pictures in our mind. It creates thoughts within us that otherwise we may not have had had we not seen that particular thing. I know I'm jumping ahead of myself. We're going to get this in much greater detail, but this is why it's important just piggybacking off of those comments as far as you can't unsee what you've seen. That's why it's the the purity and um, the innocence of a child is very important to try and keep, to to guard, Uh, because I'm sure we're getting some statistics, but I know that the, the... uh, pornography view rate, uh, as far as the age, is is dipping lower and lower it's every almost, year. It's almost down to single digits, and now. which is unreal. And it's it's vital that we, as parents, as adults, as the, as the kingdom of God, we we try to guard. Um, obviously, I'm not talking about putting them in a box, but again, we'll get into that um, a little bit later for sure. But it, it matters what we look at is really what we're talking about. Yeah, the eye is the the eye is the gateway to the soul. The the eye is the is the light. Of the body, the Lord said. Now, no one is. I think it's important to go ahead and just kind of throw a disclaimer out here. No one's um, like disqualified from this sort of temptation. Uh, the devil used this temptation on Jesus. I see you have that written in the notes here. Satan shows Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. Yeah, took him if up Satan's on a high and said, hey, Jesus, look at all these kingdoms. He's going to use it on me and you. Look, Satan knows that he has access to the mind through the eyes. He knows that that the greatest access to the mind is through the eyes. Like like psychologists have said, 90% of all of our thought life comes, is stimulated by what we see. And Jesus said the condition of the eye is determines the condition of the body as a whole. And Satan knows that he can get to our thought life. He can get into our mind and even into our souls and our spirits, if you will, by what we see. He that's how he was that's how Eve was tempted. David was tempted that way, Achan was tempted that way, and Jesus was tempted. Yeah. Because you and I, it, one of the things we have to understand is that as we're a born-again believer, we talked about it last night in our Monday, Monday evening class, justification creates the condition of sanctification. Hmm. When God justified me, called me out, and, and, and gave me power to become a, a, a son or a daughter of God, there is now... A condition of sanctification. Yeah, I've been adopted into the royal family, and now I'm going to be molded, and I'm going to be changed into the very image of the first fruits of that of those brethren, which is Jesus Christ. Right. And but we have to understand that even though I'm justified, my carnal appetites are not eradicated. No, your carnal appetites are not eradicated, and so we must learn to negotiate that. And the Lord says. When we're talking about practical applications of holiness, the you know the specifics, we are dealing with things that we need to learn to stay away from because of the temptation that it brings and how it feeds the flesh. That's right. And we can't. We're trying to fight against the the spirits warring against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. So 
when we're talking about the practical applications of holiness, when we're dealing with the body, last week we talked about the attitudes and our spirit. We're beginning now to transfer into uh, glorifying God with our body. And the eye is one of those things. Right. We have to pay attention to what we are looking at, what we are allowing into our hearts through our mind or through our through our eyes, excuse me. Right. And so you, you've already kind of dove into a little bit the application. As far as the eye in specifically, you know, that's going to be the main source of topic tonight as far as we get into practical application and holiness as far as the body, the eyes. It's an important starting point. What is the kind of the beginning steps and stages? Because obviously we all know here uh, that just seeing something and even being tempted with something that we see is not a sin in and of itself. We do know, obviously, that Jesus was tempted, but he never sinned. Mm -hmm. And we all know that we have looked at things or uh, maybe been tempted by something, but just seeing it is not a sin in and of of itself, correct? Um. Yes and no. Yeah, it depends. Let me let me let me explain. Did how you I, put it there? Or did somebody else? Let me let me feel right. There's uh, if um, the, the 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 baseline of the application of holiness of the eye is this. It is whatever is not whatever should not be in our minds. We should not place in front of our eyes. That's 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 good. Okay, that's a good quote. That that's the baseline guidance, if you will. That's the let's say that as the motto. Something to simplify it. Whatever should not get into our minds. We should keep it from going in front of our eyes. Now, to the answer of your question of yes and no, in society, we may see immodesty. We may see yeah. every Can't go very summertime, many places. summertime yeah. in places. Um, thank God for winter in Michigan sometimes. You know, a lot of people are covered up. Um, and uh, thank God for the small mercies and graces, however you want to look at that. But you can go to places and you can see a modesty almost anywhere today. And so what happens is that those areas we cannot control per se, meaning someone walks in front of me or I'm walking somewhere and my eyes are open and I see something. Now, now let, let me just stop here and just say that, that that's a very transparent, um, humble starting point we're starting you're starting with pastor because everybody bleeds red if you cut anyone in this room it's producing me and you you bleed red. pastor no pastor you bleed red and it's important for everybody out there that they we don't um discount those real temptations whether you may struggle with it or not the reality is is obviously god made us a certain way to desire the opposite sex that's the way that he intended creation to be and so um I know people that, you know, it just doesn't affect me. You know, going to the beach and, and seeing people play volleyball with not wearing not that, well, that doesn't affect me. I can watch beach. I don't believe that. <laughs> I mean, there that is definitely, um, we can't be foolish, uh, let's say, not a good steward of the things that we put in front of us. So I think that's important. Some people may, maybe not, obviously, people that know you very well, um, they may not be thrown back. They may be, you know, when you say, you know, hey, I'm thankful that winter is a time when people cover up. Amen, as am I. That's that's important because we got we have to guard ourselves. We're not above falling. And David, obviously, the king of Israel, a perfect example there. Right, and it's um, you know I think I think it's important to know the line of if I see something, is it a sin? Mm-hmm. As we said, yes and no. Yeah, no, because there's some things I see can't avoid, and I say oh, I, I couldn't avoid that. Um, but the Bible said, David said, I will set no evil thing, no wicked thing before yeah. me. Oh man! So now, if I set it before me, different story. And I see it. <clears throat> so the answer to that question can be yes and no. 
Now, one of the things we should we one of the things we should be on guard in society is this: we may not be able to avoid seeing it that first time we when it, it's there or we see something or build. I mean, billboards, all kinds of things, immodesty, even and even bad language, media, all yeah. kinds of different things that we see um, that's in front of us that are out in public and in, in society that we can't necessarily control everything. But what we can control is we don't want to entertain the thought. We don't want to entertain it. We, when it gets in, we see it. We don't want to entertain it. We want to endeavor to turn away. Hmm. We don't want to fantasize about it. We don't yeah. want to. We don't want to. We don't want to emphasize it, and we don't want to prolong it. We don't want to um, kind of keep it there. We want to do our best to resist the devil, yeah, and he'll flee from you right. to turn away from it. And so, from a standpoint of society of seeing things, there's some things we. If, if if it was a sin just to simply see things, It'd we'd have to stay inside. We'd have to stay quarantined inside. But even then, there's I still guess, areas yeah, in there we still can control. Absolutely, and we're going exactly. to we're going to dive into that actually, which takes us into the areas we can't say, control. Coming up next is the areas that we can control. We cannot, as you have already broken down, uh, prevent all temptation, um, things coming before our eyes. But there are areas that we can prevent. Uh, and you know, Brother Marler, O.C. Marler said a quote one time. He said, you can't help if a bird lands on your head, but you can help if it stays there and builds a nest. Mm-hmm. So some, a bird can land on your head, but you, what do you do? Do you shoo it away or do you just kind of, well, you know, it's there. And next thing you know, it's building the nest. Um, and one of the biggest areas that obviously we're going to spend a lot of time here, areas that we can control. You, you talked about being out in public um, and even in the home, but the home, I mean, that is the foundation for um, a, a Christian family is the home. Our Christian churches, it's the home. And you've preached and taught on this extensively. Uh, obviously, won't cover all the areas that you've covered, obviously, um, in previous sessions. But, you know, the home. And you have here first visual media. If we look at the things we can control, that is the main thing we should focus on. Okay. The things we can control, the areas of our life that we have 100% control. I have 100% control over the things that happen. Now, I can say this in my home. If I have a home where it's a believer and an unbeliever, and you're trying, you're working, there's some complicated situations. But I can control in that area what I let my eyes see Hmm. when I'm within my own home, Um, when I'm on my own computer, and I'm on my own iPhone. If I'm watching uh, a, a movie on a, in a DVD player, I've controlled putting that in. I've controlled what I allow to come over uh, my uh, television uh, subscription, no matter what that is, whether it's Netflix or all the ones that are, that are out there. Um, I control that because I am pushing play. I am right. pushing start. I am turning it on. I am allowing that. So I can control that. That That's within my home. So if we talk about the areas we can control, uh, we kind of put it down here as even David Bernard does in his book, just visual media. So one of the things of visual media is reading. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of great books out there. There's a lot of garbage books out there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are good nonfiction. I mean, there's some great nonfiction stories and things that are there. There's some good real true stories that are out there. Um, when you're looking at reading, because some people love to read as yeah, a hobby, absolutely. You know, I, uh, I man, I am. I read a lot of. I read a lot. Uh, you know, I know. Uh, Mr. Producer, you're a big reader, aren't you? It, it, he's, he, not really. Not really. <laughs> no, 
See, we wouldn't have known that about. I, well, I would. I'm actually. I said that, brother Nick, and you can go ahead and you can. We can, you know, talk about it right here live. I know you don't like reading a lot. And I'm pushing you because I, I believe that you would absolutely love reading if you uh, gave it a shot. Eventually. Now I know, <laughs> I, but my producer is a big audiobook guy, correct? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, big audiobook. An audio book guy. Now, and I, I definitely want to encourage that maybe as a good starting point for reading. Definitely start listening. Um, to to books, you know, if you don't, I think one of the biggest things we talked about is just the time that it takes to be able to sit down and actually read a book. Which I would agree, it takes a lot of discipline. I believe you said you were able to listen to books. Is it at work or? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and that's great. So I mean, you know, we'll give this producer a pass there. Yeah, he's yeah. finishing. I mean, two or three books a week. So yeah, two or three books a week, and yeah. uh, pumping that pumping that good coffee out of there out of coffee beanery. So and it matters what you read. We know it that. matters what you read. The thing, the thing, the guideline for reading should be again always a guideline. Now, is this should, just books or like should, uh, books, magazines, social media, I social mean, media, anything, but anything we're reading. You know, okay, you know, posts, anything like that that we might be reading. Okay, we want to say we want to remember what should be what should stay out of our what needs to stay out of our minds and out of our hearts. We need to endeavor to keep that from being in front of our our eyes. That's, now, if I'm reading a post on social media. I may not even know what that post is until I'm well into it. But when I see that it's going, whoa, this is really not good. I don't need to see any more of this. Then you got a decision of turning it off. And some people, you can even block those people if their continual posts are bad or right. ads or things like that. We you can you have some control there. Okay. But when you're talking about books and and fictions, I mean, there's there's peop, there's books out there where you can read about affairs and fornications and yeah. uh, romance things that are contrary yeah. to scripture. When you're reading that, you just when you whatever we're reading when it comes to books, magazines, things like that, I would say mostly um, that we should just at, ask ourselves if if this meditation, if what I am thinking about while I'm reading this and doing this is that acceptable to the Lord? If now, it's if it's not acceptable to the Lord by your Holy Ghost, by your Spirit, by what you know to be the Word of God, then that is something that we should in in pursuit of holiness. Um, Put a put away from our put away from our life. And now, when I, we're not necessarily talking about though, we could kind of dive into a, a little bit it, how much time you spend reading certain things. I guess that could probably be an area we could get in a rabbit trail. We yeah, because time time could be used in anything. Um, uh, our hobbies, our crafts, yeah, right. our you know how much time we spend. Obviously, right, it definitely matters. Right. So, uh, obviously, the next the big thing again, practical holiness as far as the eyes. Things we're looking at is is viewing. Viewing is the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. What TV, movies, uh, internet, uh, yep. YouTube. YouTube. I mean, my goodness, you could. I mean, yep. and I, I. And now I think it's important to note here, uh, and and not a conspiracy theorist here. I mean, you could watch, read articles on this. Those places, uh, the apps, the games, they're designed to keep you there. To keep you watching, to keep mm-hmm. you signed, YouTube. There's a reason why that a video that's semi-related to either what you're watching currently or what you've looked up in the past through algorithms pops up. You're like, oh my goodness, I've always wondered about that. Well, yeah, it knows that. That's why the yep. video pops up in the side. Or whether it's a game, uh, they, they're all designed to be semi-addictive, if not very addictive, especially video game apps and stuff like that. You better believe the competition for people's attention oh, yeah. is huge. Matter of fact, it's, it's our greatest commodity. Is attention. That's why they say pay attention. They say pay attention. It is our greatest commodity is the attention we give something. And there is such a market for that, that Facebook, YouTube, social media platforms, they develop algorithms to keep you paying your attention there. 
And yeah. of course, we could go off on that, but that that in itself is a profound is a profound understanding. Now, yeah. now, TV and movies in and of itself is is historically been kind of an area where pe- some people have been very against. Some people have been it's no big deal. Um, again, based off of how we've talked earlier, it's all about the content of what of what you're watching. Yes, yeah, so it's it, it does no good if if it's wrong for me to watch in a movie theater or on a television. It's the same. The content is still wrong for me to watch on my own DVD player, on my own TV, and or my own iPhone or iPad or computer at home. Uh, the issue is not the format or the platform, if you will. The issue is really the content of what we are of what we are seeing um, and what we're what we're watching. Because mm-hmm. there's so many there. Like I said, smartphones, computers, TVs, DVDs. Um, <laughs> It's, so, so let's, and it's ever growing. Let's dive into then the the TV and the movies, okay. uh, the media forms. Is that the things displayed? I'm reading here from your notes are generally not con- conducive to holy living. That's the issue with Gen- with generally. visual media. That's okay. the issue with whether it be television, uh, DVDs, movies, internet. Um, if we want to talk about television programs or movies, remember those are all scripted. Mm-hmm. Everything is scripted, and even now Facebook, YouTube, they have algorithms which script you to to to, to get you, yeah. you know, uh, um, enticed about a certain thing, and then you well, you investigate it further. Um, the issue is that what is generally displayed as a whole, when you're talking about television programs and you're talking about movies and other media it forms, is not conducive. it's not conducive to holy living. It no. does not help us live for God. Right. It does not help us pursue a holy life. You've got, um, in studies, will show that when you're talking about, in particular, television and movies. Uh, now, again, TV is not just the box on the wall because you can watch television programs on your computer, on your smartphone, on your tablet, all those things. We're talking about that content in general. So when you're talking about the content, specifically with televisions and uh, movies, um, things along that nature, violence and sex are the two most common things that are written yeah. into movies and television programs. Those are second nature. Um, you've got immodesty, assault, adultery, fornication. Uh, you've got lying. You've got drinking, smoking, murder, uh Corrupt communication, as the writer, as Paul wrote. Now, I know there's some people that are saying, well, I'm not doing these things, and nor would I condone or teach my children. But I believe there's a verse that Paul... We're going to talk about okay. that. Yeah, matter of fact, that's a, that's we're going to get to you. You're talking about Romans 1 and 32? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're I don't want to get ahead of myself. We're, we're definitely going to get to that one. I, okay. I think that is the nail, if you will. It's the thread which ties everything. As a matter of fact, it's probably the verse of Scripture. In word that when, that when I read it, do all that when I read verses. it, when I read it, Convicted. it's probably one that convicted me the most. And I remember sitting down with an individual and saying, "You know what? I, I feel the Lord the word convicted me today." We'll get to Romans. We'll get to Romans one and thirty-two. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Drinking, you know, smoking, murder, filthy speech. You got that. Yeah, and, and incidentally, if you look at that, if you look at the the main things that are in television and. Uh, uh, movies and programs like that. If you look at the things that we just listed, that are the primary things that they sow into these programs, into the majority of all these programs. Now, don't get me wrong. There's wholesome things to watch, all right? But they are few and far between. Let's not kid ourselves, okay? Let's not kid ourselves. You really got to search. You don't have to search for yeah. immodesty in, in in movies and programs. 
But you do have to search if you really want to for wholesome projects. They're there, yeah. but you do have to search for them. But because then you, but then even then, commercials, the things that are exactly. there, there's a lot that comes into it. So the the thing is not that I'm watching a home and garden television. But what is the entirety of what I am allowing into my eyes? Yeah, and, and there's, it, it resembles here like you have Mark seven twenty one. Oh yeah, when you look at what's in movies and the things we listed, sex and violence and murder. From, and, from within, out of the heart of man proceedeth evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thieves, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. And Jesus said, "Those are the things that defile a man." And those that that list that Jesus gave is much the same list that you'll see yeah. in a lot of movies and in programs that are on the air today. Um, you know, I think we should always restate as our as our baseline, whatever is not whatever should stay out of our our minds, whatever should stay out of our hearts, we ought to we ought to uh, be diligent to keep from being in front of our eyes because mm-hmm. the eye is the gateway to the soul. Viewing ungodly things undermines our resistance to sin. Uh, viewing sin repeatedly desensitizes the individual to that sin. Yeah. Um, and the result of continually watching something that is sinful in, in its practice, uh, you you get a compromised and a permissive attitude. And so it's very important what we are allowing ourselves to watch. And, yeah. and I'm not trying to sound judgmental or accusatory in anything that we're talking about here. These are real struggles of the flesh. When you look at the works of the flesh made manifest that Paul says in, in Galatians 5, you see that that's that's the same list that Jesus gave, and that's a lot of the list that we see hmm. in the things that are written into TV programs and movies and so on and so Absolutely. forth. Absolutely, um, you know we've got some some I see statistics this. Got here. Some pretty wild statistics here from '95, yep. um, the year I was born. '95 uh, to 2020, rated R movies. Twenty-seven percent of all movies made are rated R. Looks like PG-13. <clears throat> Is 48%. 48%. Mm-hmm. And then PG, 21%. Mm-hmm. And G coming in at the caboose here, uh, 4%. Not G, very often. G is 4%. Yep, not absolutely. So you have 27% that are rated R. 48% of them are rated PG-13. Uh, 21% are rated PG. And only 4% of all movies so the are rated Gs. Well, the consensus is, is that there is overwhelming evidence that the majority of media and entertainment is a source of temptation. The majority of all media content is a source of temptation and, as one writer put it, is a pollution of the mind and the heart. Now, this next statistic you have here is staggering. And I um, is Nielsen the where you got this study from here? Yeah, the Nielsen ratings. That's the television ratings. Nielsen. Oh, my good. Well, it says here that the <clears throat> average American spends 28 hours a week. That's, that's, that's a part-time – that's a, almost a full part-time job. So by the age of 65, doing that math, that's averages. That's almost 10 That's nine years of viewing. Nine years of viewing. And oh so right now goodness. the average American watches or views. Again, it's, it's, we're not just looking at the television. We're looking at the content which started on the television is now on any access of any, anything we really want to get it on. We're going to keep doing some statistics here. This is yeah, pretty incredible. There's here. a lot of statistics we'll cover, and then we'll finish up tonight by giving people some help Yeah, by age, how, we can, how we can combat this. By age five, child will have spent more time viewing TV slash media than they will have talking to their father. Now, that's, that's for a, a lifetime. For a lifetime. What do you, now, what does that mean? 
That means by the age by age five. When I read this, I had to look it up and do it again. By age five, the average child by the time he is eight by age five, a child will have spent more time viewing television and media than he will talking to his father for a lifetime. So by the time he's five years old, that child has spent more time watching media or viewing things than all of the time combined that he'll spend speaking to his father for his whole lifetime. That's now scary. that statistic right there. I actually, I, I actually felt like weeping in my spirit. It's a no wonder we have such the issues that we have in our world today. That statistic is probably one of the most sobering ones that I have ever read about viewing. And this is not a uh, is not uniquely to the believer. This is a societal problem in the human condition of the order of the home and uh, the unity of the home. Because if by five, my child has viewed more. And Who's spent, really raising your kid? He, he's already done more by age five then. And you know what? It's also proven that by the time they reach nine or 10 years old, children have a pretty good sense of what they're going to choose to believe and what they're going to choose the, the the path of their direction is almost is is established by the time of like 10 11 years old which is why Disney is sowing so much propaganda into their movies and teaching so many things at that level because that is the level when that child's mind and while they're not talking to their parents or talking to their father or learning in the in the and that's not the children's fault let's get that straight Parents parents are told by the Lord to train up a child in the way they should go. That is our responsibility. But Disney recognizes that, and they say, hey, you give them to us for for the first eight, nine years of their life, we'll have them. Now, we're going to finish up here with some of these statistics because we definitely want to give an overview. This is, as you said, this can be very heavy. Uh, As far as the Internet, Pew Research Group, you have here ages 18 to 29 – is that 100% of them use Internet? 100%. Okay, that is not That is not a typo. By a Pew Research Group, they they 350-some thousand people they surveyed and interviewed. 313 million? Or is 313,000. Okay. No, no 365,000 or okay. something. That was part of the, the test group. So that number at the bottom and, there is something different. 18, 18 to 29 years old, okay. 100% of them use Internet. 30 the, to 49 years old. 30 to 49 is 97%. Okay. Uh, 50 to 64 years old is 88% use the internet. And 60? 65 and above, 73% of all people. I thought that number would be so much lower, but wow. Yeah, you'd be surprised. 73%. That totals, in America, 313 million people that use that use the internet in America. And what's the population of the United States? 370 or something like that? I know it's three. I know it's, Mr. I know producer, it's, can you find that for us? Mr. What is producer's, the population? Mr. Producer's on it. What's the population um, of the adults? Universe? Adults view the internet. You already got it. Twenty four hours oh, a week. Fast. What is it? Uh, what is it? Three hundred and thirty one million. Three hundred and thirty one million. So three hundred and thirteen million. You're only twenty million away there. That's what nine, high nineties percent. Not even. Just That's way up there. Away. That's way up there. Adults watch the internet or are on the internet twenty four hours a week, and this is a staggering statistic too. Eight to eighteen year olds, fifty three hours a week on average, that they're on the internet, that they're using the internet. Now, that's not schooling. That's not those things per se. That is mostly viewing. And the large majority of that, moms and dads, is on social media. 
The large wow. majority of that time spent is on social media. And, um, and so these are, these are statistics which touch everybody. But specifically, the born-again believer needs to be leading the way in this. We need to be leading the way in, in what we allow and the time that, is, is, that we spend in this. Yeah. And so with, what, what, with, with all of these statistics. What's some scriptural guidelines? That's what we really have to look well, at. Where do, we, where do we go from here? We have to look at the scriptural guidelines because I could say, well, this is what we do and so on. We could have all kinds of arguments. But you cannot argue with the scripture. Paul said to the, to the uh, church at Thessalonica, He's going down a list of things, pray without ceasing, so on and so forth. And one of them that he puts in there is abstain from all appearance of evil. Hmm. Abstain from the appearance of evil. And I here, here's one of the things I have found, and it's unfortunate. We've got a lot of we've got a lot of people through the years who've come up with a lot of qualifiers. We'll read that scripture and then we'll try to argue with it. Well, yeah, but this it doesn't mean well, that it doesn't that. really mean that. It doesn't mean that. Or, well, if that means I got to walk around blind, I got to walk around with my eyes closed. Do we really think that the Lord would have put something in his scripture that was so grievous that we'd have to he walk around with wouldn't. our eyes closed? He said nothing no. too, of, of, too burdensome to bear. Of course not. Of course not. He did not tell us to live a holy life and then make it impossible. Laughing no. at us trying. That's no, not what he's God, doing. That's, that's not what God has done. He has given us the means and the wherewithal to live the life that he has called us to. Um, so we, we endeavor to abstain from the, from the appearance of evil. Um, David said in Psalm 101.3, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. That is a guideline in which we can do. I will set no wicked thing. Again, walking down the street, I may see something that I didn't need to see. And, um, and, I need to push that away. I need to take measures with that. But when I put it on my iPad or I put it on my television or yeah. my smartphone, when I put it there, I set it before my eyes. And if we really wanted to be technical, um, we, we, we're, there are some who would look for loopholes. And I want to say this, anybody, anybody who is truly desiring to please God is not looking for a loophole. Jesus Christ, that the spirit that lives within us, is, was never looking for a loophole for the will of the Father. Hmm. He was seeking the will of the Father and then surrendering to it. And that spirit is not, that spirit of love that lives within us, the desire to live for God and to want to please Him, doesn't look for loopholes, no, matter, no more than I want to look for a loophole in my marriage. And so I'll, I say that to say this. If we're not careful, our carnal mind can say, well, the beach is really kind of public. I mean, it's, you know, can't I can't help, control can't, what they're doing. Help, I can't right, help yeah. what they're watching. Well, But am I, setting, am I setting something before my eyes if I go down there with the intention in my heart to go and, and, and view, what, you know, view what's on the buffet there? If I can use that, you know, I don't want it to be too crude, but view, view what's being put out there. And I'm trying to be kind about it. But those are things that that we we want to think about before we go and do. And I realize, um, I just want to encourage us to, to not try to look for a loophole or justify what we're trying to do because I've, ha- I've, ha- I've heard people say, well, you know, I got to live life. 
I understand that. We're living this life for Christ. But the scripture said our life is not our own. That's right. And so we have to come back to that. And if, and if, if I'm doing this out of legalism and drudgery, I'm going to buck everything that my flesh doesn't want to let go of. But if out of love and without of a love for God and a desire to live for him and, and know that that is my new allegiance to life and that I'm not my own, then I will seek those things that please him. And it's a battle. I'm not saying it's easy. It's a battle because my flesh doesn't want to do that to subdue it. But my hunger is my desire is Lord, when I see that I shouldn't be doing that, help me to be convicted Help me to turn from it. Help me to repent of it. And help me to go the right direction. And, and then back to Romans 1 here. Romans 1. This is probably the scripture yeah. that, that really is. 23 sins I, you see, I see here. In Romans um, 1, Paul goes through and he lists approximately 23 different sins of debased people. Oh, people man. that are ungodly and, and that are not seeking toward God. He yeah. lists like 23 things. And then he says, after, after this, he says this who? in Romans 1 and yeah. 32. Who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. What that scripture means, and and, I, and again, I've read that before and I look at it, but I've always put that off on the world until I really let this get into my heart. That Paul's talking to the church here. Not only is the sin wrong not only is it not is not only is what he is saying in those areas wrong and sinful and, and, and ungodly but he also said it's a sin to take pleasure in the people performing the act hmm. so in other words if i'm gaining pleasure by watching somebody perform the act it's a sin yeah and so expl- that's not pastor, that's Paul. That's Paul. So explain to me how the scripture says that I'm supposed to hate evil and yet allow myself to watch something, whether it's a TV program or whether it's a, uh, on the media or whatever it is. Paul is saying that I might not be committing the fornication that's going on in that particular television program or that, or that movie or whatever I'm looking at. Or reading. I might not be doing it, but I'm gaining pleasure from the act that's being portrayed out on my television screen. And Paul is saying there is no difference. Paul tied them together and said, not only do we they that commit such things worthy of death, he said, they not only commit them, but they have but those also that have pleasure in them that do them. Hmm. You can the 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 born-again believer cannot say that I hate evil, which the Bible tells us to do. Yeah, Cleave to that which is good. The Bible teaches us to shun the evil. The Bible even tells us to hate evil, Yeah, to hate what God hates, and to love what God loves. And I can't say that I hate it if I'm deriving pleasure from watching it before my eyes. That's now, right. I'm telling you, uh, I'm not trying to be on a high horse here because there. I have been, I was convicted by that scripture and I went, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, we, we, we look at sins this way and we say, well, you know, I don't watch any immorality. I don't watch this, 
But what about all those other things that are in those programs that the Bible said is a manifestation of the flesh? Drunkenness and the drinking and the the cursing and the lewd conduct and the blasphemy and those things that are written into these programs and the things that are there, even though we say we don't condone it, Paul said that if we are deriving pleasure from, from... watching it be done or by by taking pleasure in them that are doing the act we have that sin as well and i think it's important for us to go wow when you when you recognize that i think it changes the bar yeah i i really think it changes the bar so um let's finish tonight by yeah. leading us Mr. beside still waters how much, waters. Oh, how much time we got Oh, good. Oh, good. very great. good. Yeah, great. we, we yep. wanted to get him out of here a little earlier. Then. Yep, we're going to cut her down um, here. So yep. some things to help. I think this is great because I, I honestly, before, while we were going through this episode, I, I didn't know if you were going to have this um, particular yes. app on here. But this is by far uh, the best thing I have come across. Um, some tools to help. Uh, there are some practical things. You don't have to cut the cord uh, and, and not have uh, – now, by all means, I know people that don't have a monitor in their home. That's completely fine. But as you said, a lot of people have a monitor on their cell phone. So there's still ways, tools to be able to help. Yeah, it's not the platform, it's the content. How do I help overcome the content that is bombarding me every day? Exactly. Uh, But still also be able to enjoy something that's clean, that's godly, uh, spending time with your family, your spouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We're we're definitely not talking against that. Those are definitely not wrong things. No. Um, Tools to help, viewing TV, DVD, etc., you have your monitoring content, eliminating content, uh, the app VidAngel. Yes. That is incredible. It is. There's, you know, if one of the, when we're talking about tools that I can do to help myself from the viewing standpoint, whether it's, whether it's movies or DVDs, uh, television programs, things like that, whether it's on my phone or my smart pad, my smart uh, pad or my smart tablet or my, or my computer, we can monitor the content. You can monitor the content or you can eliminate the content. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Producer, are you looking up that app right now? The uh, VidAngel app? Let us know how easy, uh, how easy. I know how easy it is fine for me. I, again, I want to make sure Android users, um, it's it's as easy for them. It is an incredible app. I have it on my phone. I, I, another fellow minister let me know about it. I do as well. I have my, and my smart TV at home and my computer. It's on, it's on that. Yeah. The, it, the, pretty much the bit. Now, it does. Um, now, it, it was free for a while. It does cost. Normally, it does cost a, a monthly subscription. So, uh, if you find yourself not watching consistent, um, you know, then obviously you may not use it. But I, it's I tell worth you, it. We've it's spent worth, a lot. We've spent a lot of money on other things. Yeah, why don't we spend? So, why don't we spend something that can help us live for God? I mean, you can remove. I just want to go. I'm actually going to pull it up here. Let's, uh, you know, just uh, let's spell it. It's it's V I D. Yeah, V I D A N G E L. It's a, it's an app. It's a it's a great company. As a matter of fact, it's a company that's on the rebound and they're they're really doing well now. And what you can do in that, and if you're on your your smartphone, you can go onto the VidAngel app, and you may you know get an account or whatever it is. Yeah. And then let's say you want to watch a Cobra movie. Kai. Here, here we go. Here's Cobra Kai. Did you do you know Cobra Kai? No. Oh, no, Cobra Kai. That yeah, was in the 80s. exactly. That so, was back so when what, I was a teenager. I want you to listen to this, okay? Okay. That's that's uh, TV 14s. So I don't even know what that rating. TV would be. 14 is usually up there. I, I think TV okay. 14 is up there. It's it's. I think it's above ours. So not only does this give you, if it, I'm wrong, it shines. I'm wrong, sorry. Li- we, uh, we've all been there. We've watched movies before, and we kind of 
come we come back to them several years later because there's maybe a scene or two that's funny. We try to watch that movie and it's all of a sudden you you're bombarded. You just we forget go, all the minute. stuff what that's was in all there. of that. This right here, this mm. app will not only and well again you're you're able to block everything, eliminate it. You're also able to see all that's in here. So language alone in Cobra Kai, profanity, blasphemy, racial, bigoted slurs, sexual references. Uh, it looks like there is over fifty, almost sixty. Um, of those in there. Sexual modesty, there's 10 scenes. Uh, violence, blood, and gore, 21 scenes. Alcohol, 12 scenes. So it, it and that's shows in you one, that's in one episode. One ep- one, yeah, episode one, season one. That's, so, in, that's, in, one, that's in one one, one episode in, in a movie, 45 minutes or whatever. Again, older movie, you know, to where it was back in the day, it would seem that some there was a little bit more innocence there. What, what I'm saying is, is you can, with the click of a button, you can navigate this, and you can eliminate all of those scenes. It'll not take, not yeah. like they, they bleep it out. Not that um, they put, like, you know, uh, flash black uh, bars over uh, right. inappropriate. They it eliminate completely the cuts the scene So out. if there's immodesty in it, and you click, I don't want to see any of that immodesty, it'll take that scene out. Yeah. It, the, the swear words or Replaces the drinking or the gore and stuff that's in there. You know, and, again, there's some of those things we look at and say, well, why, sh- it, why, why I watch, watch the it? movie? That, and that's even, what we're why, hoping. Why should I even yes, do that? Yes. But what this is – so we're not trying to get you to put this on so you can watch something that is – Inappropriate. Know, we know is sketchy anyway. That, that's against what this we're talking vi- about. This vid angel is something that you can put on, on something that maybe – Innocent for the most part, but it's got just a few areas in there that you thought, you know what, that just that made it that made it not not right. And you go through there and you can pick it and choose it, and it'll 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 lock it right out of there. So that's one of the things that can help. The not vid just angel for kids is great. Either. Not just for I, I, children. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, well, I don't want my kids to see it, and I've I've thought this way myself, but I can handle it. We we don't need to handle it. God said you're not supposed to handle it. it listen, if there's things that can help me, why would I not take them? Yeah, absolutely. Why why would I? Not? So, the Bible said the Bible talks about cleansing ourselves. Yeah, and well, so if you have I can't any, make myself holy, but the Bible does tell me to cleanse myself. Well, this is one way that I can help to cleanse myself. This is one way that I can shun the appearance of evil. This is a way that I can endeavor to not put any wicked thing before my eyes. Now, if, if anyone has any questions about any of those, we can always uh, we can always help, obviously, um, with getting those. So let's let's continue uh, so we can finish up here. Yeah, let's finish up. Uh, so we, we're looking at the viewing when you're talking about DVDs. Like I said, VidAngel is a great thing to do. Or just eliminate the content altogether. Don't stop your cable bill, you know, yeah. and eliminate it. And get well, that's it going. radical, Pastor. Well, you know, I know what? it's radical. A personal revival, but so is, is hell. Look, is and look I'm not radical. saying if you watch yeah. it, you're going to hell. Don't get, don't put words in my mouth. But sin is sin, and and and, and being lost forever, uh, and and missing out with God and sinning against God. That's it's not rad- worth an episode of ER. That's radical too, and I and I don't mean to sound judgmental because I'm not. I hope everybody can feel that in my spirit and my voice that we all we we have our struggles and we want to help. We want to help by pointing it out, but also by leading us beside still water. So let's finish up talking about the Internet and one of the things that can happen with our Internet, with all of the people watching and being on the Internet. Um, you we know, know most people have it because yeah, they're, they're yeah. watching this tonight. Yeah, they may not, they may not be, our children may not be sitting out uh, in front of the television, but they're in their rooms. Got Internet connection there. Uh, we got our computers in areas of the house where maybe we could kind of stow away a little bit. So where's your computer in your house? Is it in a place where it's more publicly, where you you know anybody can just walk up there at any given time and see what's going on? Uh, placing our computers in open spaces helps us. Um, you can have controls. You can block content. Get on, there, get on your computers. Uh, not only parents, 
but now I'm going to open up a can here. I hope it's okay. Wives, help your husbands. You know, uh, get out there and, uh, and and help them with that, that content. Um, I do not have, uh, when it comes to the internet, blocking content. You can, you can lock the history where the history cannot be, um, cannot be, uh, deleted. Um, you can do that. So you can go through it. You can lock out the apps to where no one can just download any app that they want. Uh, they can't download an app and then delete an app because you can't really trace that, but you can put those, those blocks on the phone, uh, access codes to get on certain things are given to somebody else. I'll give you an example. Uh, we practice what we preach here. You know, as well as I do, you have the total access to my phone, Yes. to my iPad, and you have the code which sets all the controls on my, on my, on my iPad yeah. and my phone. I can't even update. Your I can't apps. even update my apps without Alex getting it. I give it to him. He punches in the code, and, and then the apps are updated, no matter what that app is. Um, and does that it, work? It absolutely it works, works because, because what happens is, is that if I'm ever tempted— to lay something before my eyes, the doors are closed. Well, Pastor, you're tempted. The door. I'm going to be tempted. I'm still a man. I'm yeah. still. So are you. So are, so are other. They're women. They're men. They're. Doing, yeah. We're there. We have that. Those those carnal appetites don't just leave us. Right. And so, um, I believe God does what we can't do, but God expects us to do what we can do. Yes. And so, what you have, you have all of that. I cannot get on here. I can't. I can't go on here and block my and, and clear my history. So, in other words, I can't view a bunch of stuff and oh, let's clear that history so nobody, nobody knows. knows. I can't do that. And you were over just not too long ago, and you go through my phone and you punch in certain keywords and yeah. and check and see if anything comes up, and it's clear. You clean it. We start over, so on and so forth. Um, my wife's iPad and her iPhone and her smart tablets. They have their own code that I do not have. So I can't get on her stuff and then do all that stuff, you know. We have those safeguards in there to help us <coughs> to to escape that temptation. As difficult, uh, excuse me, as easy as the world is making it for you to access all of the things that we're talking about, you have to work equally as hard to make sure you don't have access. If we're not, if we're not as diligent to turn away from the sin and to fight it as the as the enemy to is to get it, it into our lives, yeah. we can't gonna, do this nonchalantly. Gonna, yeah. Be sober, Paul said. Be vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We have to be diligent, and so those are safeguards that you can do on your phones. If you're wanting to know about yeah. any of that. You can come talk to Pastor. I'm not Absolutely. afraid to tell you. I'm not afraid to tell you how I overcame my struggles and how we're over. How I'm helping other people overcome yeah. them by just simply shutting the door. So let's close by telling, by understanding that there is an abundance of evidence of the effects of unwholesome media programming. There is overwhelming evidence to this. It feeds the lust of the flesh. If excuse me, the lust of the eyes. Um, it's a thief of our time. Mm. It damages homes. It damages relationships. Uh, it promotes sin. The overwhelming majority of all programming that is out there for our viewing pleasure, as the world puts it, is not wholesome. Yeah. It's not godly. Mm-mm. What is the danger? What is the danger well, in what I let come into my eye? One, if I'm taking pleasure in those that are performing these acts or doing this, sin. Paul said, it's sin. If I know to do good, and I do it not. To him it is sin. James put it this way to finish. James said, if I'm a friend with the world, then I am in opposition to God. Man, that sums it up. So if I 
I have to be hostile toward the things that are hostile against God, not against the people, but against those things. In other words, if something's coming in there to defile this temple of the Holy Ghost, I need to be on guard and diligent to be just as hostile and say no. No, not self-righteous. No, not, not self-righteous to look at somebody and go, ah, you ought not to, you know, you know. No, we, but just simply say, this is a sin and I need to turn from it and put it out of my life. That's it. And I cannot be a friend of the world and be, and, and be a friend of God. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's opposite. So the eye is the gateway to the soul. We got to be very much on guard to what we let our eyes see. And that includes any content from any platform that would be contrary to a, a holy life and a, a lifestyle that pleases God. And if you have any questions about those things, obviously come to Pastor. Talk, come you to know, yourself. Yeah, VidAngel. You, you turned me on to the VidAngel and stuff like that, and there's some good things in there that helps us. Mr. Producer, were you able to find the VidAngel app pretty easily? Yeah, it works for Apple and Android, 15 a month. Okay, okay. 15 a month. Okay. okay. And, and now I, I do know, like I said, um, the last couple months it's been free, so I don't know um, if it still is. Sometimes I think it was free because people were paying it forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. But again, I know it's a thing, but we pay how much money a month for Netflix and all yeah. these other things we do to and, have all these other programs. This, I'm telling you, this is incredible. This is especially if you have a family and you find yourself watch uh, and and they have endless. I mean, they have anything, just anything that's on Netflix, anything that's on any other Hulu. I don't know. I don't even know all the platforms now, but it, they got uh, Cobra Kai. They got the whole season of Cobra Kai. That sums it up right there. Uh, it is worth it. It is an awesome app. It's incredible, and just uh, just a shameless plug for the Chosen. It's an incredible series. If you yes, get, the if Chosen you, and Vidangel. That is incredible. Yeah, that the, is the biblical, the biblical yes. call of Jesus and the disciples. Um, still, it's still cool. going. Uh, largest crowdfunded um, uh, movie series uh, in the history of the world. So yeah. it's pretty cool. There. Well, hopefully we Plus helped everybody today. Uh, we want to help you. We want you to. We want you to know uh, the holiness of the eye. Yeah. and how we pursue that. And I think uh, next week, I think we're getting into steward- well, yeah, what, what, stewardship of the body. Okay. I think what, we're going to start, and of course, when you're talking steward, stewardship of the body, is it, it involves our appearance. It involves gender identity. Okay. Uh, you know, and of course, when you're talking about gender identity, there's certain things in Scripture with our, our dress. Distinction. Uh, our, our distinction between male and female, and there's things within Scripture that God lays out which helps us to understand distinction of male and female, gender roles, so on and so forth. Our next appearance. week. Yep. Tune in. We'll get in next week. Mr. Producer. God bless. Love everybody. We appreciate you guys. guys. Have, a, have a great evening. Whatever camera angle is currently being shown, I'm guessing it's that one. We love you. Love God you. Bless. God bless. I tell you what, that went pretty well. I think so. <laughs>